Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am Kevin Kaufman, your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Agents podcast, the real estate podcast that brings you short business tips and tricks, as well as in-depth interviews with some of our industry's leading minds. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Hey, Next Level Agent listeners, how you doing? Uh, Mark McMinn, how are you doing today, buddy? Thank you for joining hey, us. Hey, guys, how we doing? Man, so good, man. I appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule today. I know you got a lot going on uh, to just kind of share with us. But when I heard your story and the amount of success that you've had in really your not even two years yet in real estate, I just was like, you know what? I got to get this out. We, we've got to share this with more people. More people need to hear about it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so thanks a lot for taking the time, man, and coming on the show and sharing with, uh, with the Next Level Agent listeners. Man, super, super honored. Honestly, I am humbled every time I get to be in one of these conversations um, because I know there are so many people who desire to be in this seat. And so to have the opportunity to share and add value, dude, like I'm honored. So thank you. Love it. Thanks a ton, man. So Mark, so let's do this. Uh, So you, I obviously, I know who, who Mark is, but give me that, give us the listeners, the elevator speech on on who is Mark? How long have you been in the business? I know I just said under under two years. Uh, and and tell me how you how long you've been in the business and uh, when you first got started. Awesome. Um, so really, just seventeen months, not long at all. Um, transition out of the church space. I am here in Metro Atlanta. Um, before this, I'd spent ten years in nonprofit and working for churches, and decided. And we'll talk through this, I'm sure, extensively, but decided. I'm good at this. I'm good in the church space, but, um, man, there may be a better version of me somewhere else. And so dug down that rabbit troll that, uh, led me here. And so, um, yeah, haven't been it too long, man, loving every second of it fits me to hand in glove. So that's awesome. So, okay. So 17 months in, uh, I, I want, I want to go back on a few things, but what, have, tell me about your business so far. Like what are your results? So we're winding down, right? 2018 is pretty much, it's in the books. So tell me yeah. about 2018. I know at the time of this recording, uh, it's not December 31st yet. So let's just project a little bit as far as like, what do you expect closing volume and unit wise this year? And what are you thinking about for 2019? Uh, man, um, I have four more. They're supposed to close before the end of the month. I will close 62 this year and I'm shooting for 150 next year if we make the right hires and get the right people on the boat. So six, 62 transactions in essentially your first full year in real estate. Correct. That's awesome, man. That, that is, that is fantastic. So um, how do you do that? How does, how does a guy who didn't have a license two years ago come in and in his first full year sell 62 houses? Like what, where's that business coming from? <laughs> a guy who I was um, man, really close to over the past four years, still am for that matter. He came to me five years ago pitching this book idea. And he said, Mark, often in life, it's so easy to overlook the one moment, like the one singular change. I mean, if we, it's easy to see this in a diet sense. Like I sit down with a snack size Snickers and man, it's nothing. But that over the course of 10 years is a lot. And in the space that I was in, he was saying, Mark, always value the week by week 
moment by moment change and influence that you are pouring into something. Like again, in, in church life for 52 weeks, every single weekend, we were trying to pull off something of exceptional quality. I mean, networks don't do that. Movies don't do that. Nobody is doing that outside of a church space week in and week out producing excellence. And the way you get to that is by each week adding one, adding two small tweaks, changing things moment by moment. And that's a big, big part of my story. Um, a, a lot of people will come to me and ask that same question. And the hope is like, dude, silver bullet, you know, give it to me. And, and there are some larger rocks. There is, man, get really, really good at Facebook advertising, not just a boost button, like really, really drill down and invest yourself in figuring social in those pieces. But holistically, um, the big hard pill that people have to swallow is, man, it's, it's a thousand things. It is a moment by moment thing. It's, it's deciding at the core of you and of me, my deepest desire is that um, success, which is really what we're discussing, it's, it's an ethical decision that I made, that I looked at my two kids. I have two kids, one six, one two. I have a wife who I love with all my heart, man. And um, I, I knew I owed it to them, and nothing short of it, that I owed it to them to be exceptional, to, to be the 10 out of 10 version of me every single day. And so, um, I mean, how did I do it? A thousand different things. Um, but each of those was taking holistically, looking inwardly, and we'll talk about this, but looking inwardly, having a deep understanding and deep level of self-awareness of who am I, what am I great at, and how can I resource that into real estate? And so what, what has worked for me may, may work for you. It may be a great tool in your tool belt, but it also may not be because it may not fit your gifting, your strengths, your skill set. And I'm so glad, I'm glad you said that because, and I, and I want to stop you here. I, I, want, to, I yeah. want you to pick back up right there, but something I want to drive home is something we're constantly trying to teach folks is that just because somebody else succeeds a certain way, doesn't mean you have to succeed that way too. Like it's what is it inside of you that you could see yourself getting up and doing every day consistently, right? Uh, consistently doing every single moment, like over a year and over 10 years, as, as that mentor said to you, um, that really pays off because you've got to be consistent with it. And like you just said, yeah, it worked for me, but it may not work for everybody listening to this, right. but, it, but it could, right? Sure. Um, I mean, something I learned, I, I got the chance to play college soccer and do some athletic stuff in college. And I was never, man, flat out, never. You go back to Little League. I was never the best guy on my team. But I decided as a little kid, uh, I watched and I looked and I decided I cannot work everybody here. Like, this is just a choice I get to make every single day. And um, I did. I, I outworked everybody. Uh, as a guy who was a marginal athlete, I got the chance to play multiple sports in college and really, really enjoy that. And um, what's, what's beautiful about that picture, though, is certain things that I did led me to that position, but certain things that other people led them to the exact same endpoint. And we didn't take the same road, but we were deeply aware of who we were. And, and for me, man, patience and self-awareness, you get those two in a room together and, and you intensify that with a lot of passion. And those are, those are the ingredients for somebody who's deeply successful in my opinion. And um, those are just things that I, I embraced. I realized this may take a lot of time. It may take no time, 
Um, but I'm in it because I've done my homework. I've done a lot of research. I've made an educated, wise decision, and I have a holistic understanding of who I am and what I'm good at. And so that's the broad answer to your question. I love that. Um, you know, most people that I ask that question to, and I didn't know you were going to answer that way, although I'm not even a little surprised. Um, I, most people, they say, well, you know, I, Facebook ads, Facebook ads, Facebook ads. I just did this and you got to, you got to, you got to. Fred and I just recorded a podcast in an episode where we talked about be your own guru, meaning, mm. you know, you could be a Facebook guru, uh, but you could be a cold call, canceled, expired guru. You could oh, be yeah. a door knocking, guru, whatever. The point is, is like, we've got to do that. You just said those words, patience. And for me, when I hear patience, because I'm a very impatient person, but I'm patient in the long run and in the big story of it, but I'm impatient in the moment. But mm -hmm. for the long run in the business decision, I, I see that. And then self-aware. So self-awareness around, hey, what are you good at? Or what, you know, what am I good at? What, where, where do I excel? And then how can I use that? It, it, how can I get in that lane and stay in that lane to build the real estate business? Because there are so many ways to do it. And there I, are. I mean, man, we can look at guys, Ricky Caruth. Like I could watch Ricky cold call all day long, bro. He's so, he's so good at it. Yeah. And then I'll watch somebody else. I mean, I'll watch Grant Wise go through his process on Facebook ads. And I'm just enamored. You know, there, there are a thousand ways to do this, but that doesn't mean there's a thousand ways for me. That, in fact, it's the total opposite. I can't, I can't tell you, man, how many guys I talk to that are entirely paralyzed because they go from thing to thing to thing and, and give it no time. And they say it didn't work. And I'm frustrated. They brought no patience and no self-awareness to the conversation, which is leading them into a position where they're ready to quit. And if we would have began at that position of who are you, what are you great at? Like when people, when people choose to follow you, what is it about you that made them say yes? And then mix in some patience to that. And I'm telling you, you're going to have someone who is going to be successful. They will be successful if they are in the right lane. So, No doubt about it. Well, uh, first of all, that, that's really good stuff. Um, let's, let's, back, let, let's do this. So that's how you've got it going. So we're going to end it at just over 60 transactions this year. That's fantastic. First full year, uh, 17, be 18 months in by the time. Uh, we wrap up. So 2019, you said shooting for 150. What, what does that look like? So is this, are you doing this all by yourself? Do you have an assistant? Do you have buyers agents? Tell, tell me about that. Yeah, man, you're looking at them. Um, in 2019, it will be that way. Um, <laughs> the, the strong goal. I mean, I've got some solid people around me who are speaking into that and continue to value the right voices. Um, but man, the, the goal unequivocally is to shift out of that because Again, going back to self-awareness, I, I know that I bring two blessings and deficiencies to the table. Um, the first is that I, I have a level of cult of personality and people just want to be close to Mark. They want to work with Mark. And man, we all know there's difficulty in scaling that if it's even really possible at all. And so I know that there are some uh, hills that need to be taken in that area. And as well, I'm a big vision guy. I am, uh, and we'll talk about this, but my strengths finder profile is very strategic and, and futuristic. You know, those are big, big things for me. And I'm not the detail guy. And so I, I sat down with a guy yesterday, brilliant guy. I'm here in my area and basically said, dude, listen, I, I really need help with this. Give me some coaching, speak into what I'm doing. And if you were in my position, help me kind of execute this chessboard in front of me. Because I can see the end and I can see some middle pieces but help me get at that micro level 
where, where I, you can give me some direction where I can go execute. So yeah, 2019, it, it, it's not more of the same. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't have much sleep to give up. I still want to be a dad and I still love my, my wife and she's, she's really smoking hot. So it's not like if, you know, if she, she could go find somebody else, you know, <laughs> uh, so, man, it's, it's not more grind. I, I got the grind thing. I, I always yeah. have. Um, so now it's leaning into leaning into strategy and, and taking some wise, appropriate next steps that are going to result in the conclusions that we're looking for. Well, I like that, man. Cause our paths cross because you are out looking for how do I put myself around people who are, who who have who've already blazed the path right have gone down a trail that I that I want to go down and you know you're like you're wise enough already even though you're so young in your career uh, you you're wise enough to know hey you know what someone else has done this and I can just go kind of get around a few of the people that um, that I that I want to maybe not quite emulate but at least can give me some mentorship and some guidance down this road as as I take it and then I can kind of learn and and grow from there because I know what my next step uh, I, maybe not what your next step is, but you know where, where you want to go. And so you're willing to put yourself in a position to, to get that next step. Absolutely. 100%. That's awesome. Good for you. I think our natural reaction is people and, and obviously man, being in the church world, which I, which I want to talk about that for a minute, for a moment too, okay. but being in the church world, I think people's natural reaction, it isn't necessarily what you said, which is let me go find a model. Let me go find a mentor. It's kind of like, you know what, if I want to go from 62 to 150, then I just, I guess I do need to sleep less and do more. I, I need to run faster, right? I need to run as fast as I can on this treadmill. But the truth of the matter is, is big businesses aren't built that way. Big businesses no. are built on people. And, mm -hmm. and you realize that it's going to take a whole lot more than just Mark to get to those goals. Yeah, man. Um, another thing I would say all the time to my staff and, and church space, and I say when I get to coach some guys, is man, life, you have to choose what you lose. Life will choose for you if you are not intentional about choosing. And so in this case, sure, I, I could choose to lose, lose sleep. I could choose to lose my family and my marriage, but I'm not. Like that, that's never in the cards. I, I will go live out of my car before I lose my family. And so if I'm going to get to this place where I know I long to get to and I am built for, then things have to shift. There have to be some other pieces at play because it's not just stop sleeping. It's not just lose family. It's, it's, it's not embrace all these unhealthy habits. It's embrace a system and a discipline where it shifts your energy in a way where it produces results. And it may even result in a short-term slowdown. And that's okay, though, because I'm playing a different game. The game has shifted in front of me. It's, it's the Mark Miller chess, not checkers idea, which if you haven't read, outstanding book. Right. Um, but that's what we're talking about, ultimately, is, is how do I shift the board from me constantly playing checkers here, boom, 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 to, I mean, I'm thinking six moves ahead, and I'm doing something that if you don't see it and you're playing a different game in front of me, you're going to be wondering why did he move that piece there, but I'm six moves ahead. So, Yeah. That, that's great. And I think, um, I think so many of us in the sales world, we get into this business and it's a high paying sales job. And mm -hmm. so we never take it from a high paying sales job to a business, uh, mm -hmm. to the, the business that it could be. And it's clear to me that you, you came into this very clear. So let's talk about that. So you, you were booked, you were raised up business wise, actually in the church world, right? I say business wise, most people don't look at that as business, but I do. Uh, oh, of course, it has to function, right? It's not free. 
uh, to, to run a church. And so, man, how did that prepare you for real estate? And tell like, how did you get in there? I know the story, but I'd love for you to share how oh, you man, found yourself in the church world. It's a question I, I, I get all the time because you get one of two results from the church crowd. You're like, man, you left, you left God at the altar. Like you, you <laughs> him on the state kind of thing, you know? And, and then for other people, it, it's eyes wide open. Like what in the world? I never hear about somebody doing that. And so um, to take us back a little bit, uh, my last name is McMinn. My great granddad was a pastor. My granddad was a pastor. My dad and his brothers, you guessed it, pastors. My two brothers, guess what? Pastors. Um, to be McMinn was, I mean, it was just synonymous. Like, it's, it's who you are. And um, I've always kind of been a maverick. You know, I've been a guy who loves blazing the trail and, and frankly loves doing it for the sake of people who are kind of misfits, kind of forgotten, kind of pushed to the side. And um, in church, I, even as a kid, like, I was always a leader. I mean, it's in my DNA. It's in my blood is to go lead. And what I was never able to distinguish, and this is, this is no one's fault, um, I was never able to distinguish, it's okay for you to be a leader who loves the church and not lead the church as a paid staff member. Like the, as an 18-year-old, I was not able to navigate that truth because I love the church and I'm a McMinn, you know? And so jumped into that and I was the guy, like I, if you were to see my resume, it tells one story and one story alone. <laughs> This guy is going to come in and grow this thing a lot. And he's going to be gone in two years because he's bored. And that's what would happen. It would go in, grow it a lot, have some personality conflict of, man, there, there are too many of this. So we're seeing this. And why are those people here? And, you know, whatever. And it would lead to a transition. And um, I, I remember, man, being just so frustrated, so frustrated, because I'm looking around saying, why aren't we all on the same page? Like if we agree on these like very basic things of why we're here, why are we having this issue? And I was never, man, I was never able to drill that down um, until this was about four years ago. Um, I connected with a coach. Her name is Tracy Newkirk. Um, Tracy is a, a dear friend in my life and continues to have a significant level of influence and, and my direction and my leadership. But she introduced me to a curriculum that's now called Clifton Strengths. At the time, it was called Strengths Finder. And took me through it. And my top five, if you haven't seen it, it, it kind of, a question I posed earlier, I mean, when people choose to follow you, commit to you, what is it about you that led them to say yes? And, and that's what strengths ultimately helps you boil down. And my top five, my number one was futuristic. Where, where are things going tomorrow? Number two was ideation. Man, I can watch Shark Tank all day long. I'm a real entrepreneur, all, all of that. Number three, competition, which was my only people theme in my top five. Like when you think of your pastor, no one thinks of competition. They think <laughs> the total opposite of that. And that was my only people thing. Um, my number four was achiever. Man, I love love, love checking things off my box. Let's get it done. Let's get this project going. Ready, shoot, aim. And number five is strategic, which, you know, luckily helps deal with some of that. Let's jump in and do stuff. But that's it. I mean, that's, that's me. I am a trailblazer. Let's go, let's go take some ground. I'm not a settler. It, it, I'm not the guy who like the city's been there and let's just kind of hang and status quo. And um, 
she looked at me and said, Mark, like so, clearly no one's ever told you this. You're not, a, you at your best is just not a pastor. Like you're good. You are 30 years old and you're a senior leader at one of the largest churches in the nation. Um, that's good. But I just got to tell you, like the best version of you isn't here. It's, it's just not because day in and day out, like how is a pastor supposed to be competitive? You have to have numbers to be competitive. And yeah. so the only way you get to be competitive is say, my church is bigger than yours. And that is uber unhealthy. You know, like the only way you can express the majority of my skill set is to do it in a way that's not ultimately beneficial for the church. And so, so it, yeah, go ahead, jump in. What was your, what was your response, whether internal or external, when she said that to you? And she said, you're like the best version of you isn't inside the church. I thought I'm, I'm a senior leader at one of the largest churches. Help me understand that. Like, how can you say that to me? I'm crushing it over here. I, I, took, I took a campus that was literally a couple hundred people. And now there are 1,200 people who call that home in a year. Like, help me under, you know, I, I remember being so irritated, not, not at her, but like at that statement. And, and even honestly, that truth, because I, I had known all of that about me. Strengths gave me a language for it. And my brother, he went and got certified. Man, he's, he's kind of my day in, day out coach. He knows me well. I have given him massive permission to speak into my life in those areas. And he continually, you know, keeps me close to it. Um, but I just wasn't willing to hear it at the time because stuff's really good right now. And I'm really good. And my, my wife loves this and my kids love this. And this is safe. This is a box I know. So don't mess with my box. Please don't mess with my box. Um, but it was the best thing she could have ever done because nobody else had a language that I could hear and was outside of it in a way that I respected. It was a voice that I valued and respected who said something hard that she knew I couldn't swallow in the moment that she knew as it simmered, it would mature and grow roots, which it did. That's awesome, man. You know, it's, it's funny. I think that makes it even harder uh, that hearing the piece like where you just said it, you had it good. Life was good. You were doing well. Uh, the family was happy, right? And, and yet you went, it's good, but there's something better out there. And so many of us are so afraid. I've, I've heard different quotes like, don't get so busy earning a living that, that you forget that, you know, that you're to create a life uh, or make any real money. Uh, I've heard other people say like, you know, you've got to let go of the nickels in order to pick up the silver dollars, things, things like that, because we have yeah. something that's pretty good and it's okay. And then we're so trapped into the illusion of that security that that bring of the security that that brings that we never go for what's really possible in our life. Yeah. And so I love the fact that you were willing to, even though it wasn't instantly right, you let that sink yeah. in and then you, you got after it. You said, okay, you know what? I believe you. I'm going to go get after this. Hey, it's your host, Kevin here. Listen, I'm taking this quick break to invite you personally to our conference, Next Level Agents Live, next April 25th and 26th in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's April 25th and 26th, 2019 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Please join us for the industry's top speakers. I promise this will be the number one educational real estate event of the year. You do not want to miss it. You can get all of the details and buy your tickets today at nlalive.com. That's nlalive.com. Buy your tickets today. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and that's what happened on a, on a slow scale. I, I, for me, it took that conversation, um, I mean, it, it took years, clearly, for that to mature and for me to come around to a place where I was like, yeah, that, that is me and these are true of me. I, it took me back after about a year, I was having a conversation with my wife in college, um, this summer in between my freshman and sophomore year, you know, Cutco knives, you heard of Cutco? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I was the guy slinging Cutco knives. Oh, you were selling them even better. I made a killing selling those things to real estate agents. Yep. Back when I was 18, they'd slap their logo on it and I would give them a discount. And I was selling, literally, man, I was top 10 in the nation for two months. And for those two months in the summer, I'd never sold anything in my life and was killing it and was loving it. And, and for anybody else on the planet, that's a big, like, red blinking light moment. And for me, it was like, well, summer's over. Time to go back to like getting ready to be a pastor. Let's go. You know, I mean, these people are calling me vector marketing. We want you to run this division of blah, blah. I'm like, see you later. I got to go figure out how to be a pastor, you know? <laughs> um, and, and so it just took me a while. It took me a while to learn the value of knowing yourself, of, of valuing deeply who you are and where your greatness exists. During that same season, man, I read the book, Good to Great. I mean, it was right after this conversation. And the whole essence of the book is, listen, it's not inequity. It is not even poor performance that, that keeps you from greatness. It's actually goodness. You can see this in sports teams. I'm an, dude, I'm an Atlanta, like, fanatic. If you didn't just watch the Georgia game, it is a definition of what I'm talking about. Georgia, Alabama. Georgia is known for choking. I mean, dear God, go back and look at the breaks. We had the best pitchers in the 90s in the league, bar none. What do we do? We have one World Series. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Go back and look at the Falcons Super Bowl. Goodness creates this settledness in your spirit, and it is so hard to leave. Goodness grows massive roots in your heart, and it is so hard to uproot that. But you have to do it if greatness is going to grow in that place. And so that's why, frankly, it took me so long. I was just kind of a coward, ultimately. I didn't want to hear it, and I was kind of a coward. I was afraid. And again, man, I'm just grateful. I have a really awesome wife who kept speaking into me like, you know what? You got to give this a swing. I'd rather you do it now than when you're 50. You know, let's jump and see what happens. Worst case scenario, you just go back. You know I mean? It's not like that's an impossibility. So let's have some guts and let's go swing the bat. So we did. So how, so how do you go from I'm, I'm, I'm a senior leader at a church to, okay, so now I realize I've got to get outside the church to, to become whatever the greatest version of me is to, yep. and now I'm going to do that through real estate. So how do, where does real estate come into this picture for you? Awesome question. Um, so man, again, I, I looked at my strengths and um, process with my brother. Again, he's a strengths finders coach. Um, and, asked him to speak into, when you look at me, um, what do you see um, from a career perspective? He has some curriculum that he helps clients use and so and so on. And um, we got to a conversation where he just can't, kept coming back to sales. Um, sales allows me to run something, to own something, to have my hands deep in it and shape it and form. It allows me to be competitive, to love numbers. It allows me to look into the future and, and, create ideas that are being shaped and formed before anybody else see it allows me to do all of these things and so um frankly that was the last thing i wanted to do in my mind it had a massively negative connotation just you know to be super transparent um it was really something i just wasn't enamored with wasn't entertained with but also knew like this is true like this is 
this is all real and true. And so I, again, I'm at this like moment of like embrace this or I can fight it and fail because my wiring's not going to change. So decided let's, let's figure that out. Okay. So we'll jump in with that. Um, I had a few different opportunities to go work and some various fields, everything from pharmaceuticals to you name it. I mean, just different stuff, a bunch of people I know in, in my life, you know, and they want to open doors for you. They love you. Um, but for me, it was uh, again, leaning deeply into strategy of I've lived in this area my whole life. Um, a lot of people know me and love me and they want to see me win. Um, and they trust me. Like they have a deep level. They've seen my work ethic and they see, um, my devotion to high level success and competency. And so it was just an honest conversation of when I look at these people who are, um, cheerleaders in my life. Not all of them are doing pharmaceuticals. Not all of them are buying construction equipment, like whatever. But you know what? All these people are buying selling houses at some point or another. And for me, I'll, I'll tell you, this was, this was like the linchpin in, in this moment. When I went and bought my house here in Atlanta, we moved here from Charleston, South Carolina, and, um, which, man, tough place to leave. But um, we came here from Charleston and really for houses, we had seen a little more than 10. I mean, nothing exorbitant, but you know, maybe more than you'd want to show. And our agent um, looks at me and says, my wife and I says, guys, we really got to, we got to pick a house soon. Um, I got to get paid. What? The moment, like dead silence, bro, you've got to be kidding me. You just, you just told me this is all about you. You've now pulled back the curtain. I've seen the wizard. This is all about you. How can I trust you to do anything for me now? The guy goes on like, oh, you don't, when we found a house, you don't need an inspection. It's a newer house. I mean, just like everything by the book wrong, you know? And so I'm in this moment of decision of sales. And I keep remembering this individual who just really tried. If, I, if it had been my first swing, I would have believed everything, everything he was saying. But I was like, no, we, we probably should get an inspection. And no, I'm not going to just buy a house because you want a paycheck. That sounds cool, but no, you know. And so it was, I had this really bad experience with what absolutely was the largest purchase in my life. And man, just shooting straight, like without throwing numbers, I was making not a lot of money. And so this was a big deal. And so knowing in that same way, there are a ton of people in my life who are trusting, coming with their hands extended, please help me be a guide through this process. Um, and they're getting hosed. I mean, there are plenty of people out there who are just in it for themselves. And that moment revealed it to me. And so I was looking at my network. A lot of these people are going to do this and they need someone who's going to look out for their best interest. Yep. They just do. I mean, you look on the listing side. Here's a suit. This is the example I give everyone when I sit down with either agents or potential you know, clients who are looking to sell, of the difference between $10,000 for that seller, that's significant money. I don't care who you are, 10 grand's money. You know? yep. On the flip side for the agent, that's 300 bucks. Like, I can take it or leave it. I, I can tell you this is an awesome deal and I can spit a bunch of numbers and stats at you and try to squeeze you into a corner where you accept the first deal so we can just move on and I can go to my next. And there's so many people, man, who are, are not there fighting for their clients. And I knew, man, I'm going to go in and fight for people. Like, I'm going to make sure they get absolutely the very best that they can get. And so it was just like this perfect collision 
of a place that I had a passion for, had experience in, had flipped some houses, had done investments, had owned a number of properties and blah, blah, blah. And um, it was just like this perfect storm of, you know, the door opening up and you seeing something like you had seen it for the first time in your life. So. That's awesome. Um, wow. That, that's a really cool story. I like hearing that. And I think it's so true. One of the things that you just um, brought up for me is that there are a lot of agents out there like that. And, and I don't want to talk bad about our whole industry, but I think there's way too many agents that do treat their clients as if it's all about themselves and the paycheck they get at the end of the transaction. Right. And so what, what I look at, but I also know that this industry is full of some really great people. Some no great, doubt. Yeah. And there, a lot of them are like you, they're going, hold, hold on a second. Like these people, all these people that I know, they deserve better service and better representation. Right. Right. And unfortunately, like most in, in the stats, unfortunately, back this up. Most aren't like you, though, Mark, because they won't take that as a challenge to go. You know what? I'm going to go get in front of as many people as I can, because I know that if I represent them versus, you know, Sally or Joe or who, whoever this other agent is over here that that doesn't care about them, like I'm now doing them a disservice. And they, they take that personally. And it's not a mission to them. And that's why every, you know, people end up as a paycheck because they didn't take themselves seriously. So I, I think that's huge. And I, I love that you took that on at such a high level uh, based out of a personal experience. That's really cool. And I mean, that leads me back to the initial question you asked me of like, how do we go from zero to 60 literally? And dude, when people experience that level of service and that level of ethic and that level of compassion um man it's just not normal like we we don't we don't experience that in day-to-day -day life and people recognize it and they want to honor you because of it i mean my clients leave and they become dear friends of mine i mean they're raving fans like don't get me wrong but they're friends man they're people that I, I could call and hey you know can i take your kids for you yes can i they're people that are in my corner cheering me on and I'm in their corner cheering them on. It is, it is this lifelong bond that is created over the course of these two months or so. Um, and that's because I, from day one, from the onset, I am pushing us in a direction that says above all else, I'm for you. If, if we find the house that you love and there is not a dime of commission on my side, guess what? Dude, we're busting it for that house. Cause this, is about you and dude when that shifts in your mind and in your heart it changes everything and even for the business guy I'm, i love the business side too man for the business guy who's hearing this and like man i'm not doing that you're telling me that that one two three percent you're sacrificing isn't worth the 30 percent the 300 percent i'm getting on the back end because i busted it for them and they knew it come on man it, it, play the long game play the long game be short-sighted yeah, it is, man. It's all about the long game when you when you really look at it. And uh, too many people do play the short short game. So I hope I hope some of the folks listening uh, to to this conversation really get that um, you know that it's about going out there, playing that long game, doing what's best for the client, the customer. And the way you do that is in your own lane that you, that you are comfortable with, getting up repeatedly every day and go and getting after it, right? To go get those clients because you know Absolutely. it's funny. I know you mentioned Facebook and I know that I know you've done some stuff with Facebook ads. I, I, I get that, but you really haven't given away any tactics yet. Like there's no, there's been no how to's 
in this right. conversation. And we've been talking for like, like 30, 40, 30, 40 minutes now. You haven't given me one how-to, which is totally fine because, um, and I may have told you this the, the first time we, we spoke on the phone, but my first mentor, he wrote a book called The How-Tos Were Enough. We'd all mm -hmm. be skinny, rich, and happy. <laughs> it's not about totally. the how-to. It's not totally. really about that way. It's about, it's about you. It's about inside. Let's dig in. Here Let's dig here. in. Let's dig in. Um, for me, it's all about that last 10%. Um, so an example, today I have a number of Facebook ads that are out and we have three various buckets. Like you have to be looking at these websites and then you have to be doing these activities online. And then if you're in whatever it is, these various filters, and then if you're not a real estate agent, not, you know, then you're going to see my ad and that cost per click is way low. I mean, the results I get on Facebook and I, I did Zillow for a little while. So like there's, there's some experience there. Um, I was paying 15 bucks a person and now I'm paying like 30 cents. Uh, and these are way more qualified people. I mean, shooting straight uh, of the past 10 deals I've closed, I've had three of them where literally I didn't even have a conversation with these people just because I, frankly, I've been so busy where until they called me and said, Hey, thank you so much for sending that video of you and explaining the home valuation that you sent over. When can you come by and talk to us about listing the house this month? And I'm like, well, yes, yes, I would love to. Let's have that conversation. You know, remind <laughs> me who are you again and where do you live? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's absolutely the strategy behind all that. Um, and, and for me, the route I went is I, I chose to pay somebody some good money. I, I went with Grant Wise and his team over there and got a lot of coaching on that. And they go everything from um, philosophically, Grant gives a lot away. But when you jump into his program, obviously there's like copy and paste this. And so that's what I did there. Um, getting ready to do a, a number of stuff, just kind of recruiting for my team, trying to grow that space. Um, cause again, you know, we're at a place where we, we need to expand you to have some more people in, in, on the bus. Um, but 10%, like today I, I wrote a bunch of thank you cards, handwritten letters. And, you know, for most people it's, you know, grab a thank you card at the dollar store and send it out. And for me, it's high end, super expensive stationery. And I have a, I mean, literally this sounds ultra cheesy. Um, a wax seal, like some wax, hot wax on there, stamp that on. Like you get this in the mail and bro, you're opening it. Like yeah. you're thinking freaking Donald Trump sent me something in the mail, you know? And it all comes philosophically. I'm not saying it's right or perfect, but it's all churning from this position. Seth Godin wrote a book called purple cow. Yeah. And it was, it's, it's that mindset of what, what tweaks, what 10% can I do that is different from everybody else that causes someone to stop? Because I, I don't have the margin, the finances, like you name it, to go create the next huge thing. But I can take what you're doing and tweak it if it's not all the way there. And that's all, in my career, that's what I do a lot. I, I go look around and listen. I consume a ton of information and hear, well, this person in California is doing this and this person in Boston is doing this. I haven't seen anybody in my market do it. So I'm going to use that. I'm going to make it me and tweak it and I'm going to go win. And so whether it's, thank you cards that are handwritten and have a wax seal on them, whether it is Facebook ads, whether it's chat bots. Um, I mean, I, I, I am very, very intentional with my clients uh, about them knowing like they are my primary source of business and I'm going to bust it for them. And if I've done a good job, I mean, that's, that's the best way to cheer me on. And so through the process, like I am um, in a non- sleazy like non-intentional way coaching them into a position of knowing this is how I tell Mark thank you and yeah. so 
I love this dude and that's how I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go on Facebook and I'm going to go on Zillow and I'm going to go on Realtor and tell people this guy hung the moon. And I'm going to go, when I get in a conversation, like there, there's another book I read recently and it's all about these um, decision moments people get into. Like in our space, it's when do people move? They move because of school systems or job change or you name them. There's like five of them. When people get in those moments, I have coached my people, my clients, when they hear someone say, well, you know, we're thinking about changing because of the school system. Oh, well, you need to call Mark. Mark. Mark's a guy you need to talk to. And I will literally coach my clients through that. Hey, these are the areas where when you hear people say these things, this is how you can help them most. Tell them to connect with Mark. Mark knows this area in and out. He's been here his whole life. He will fight for you and he doesn't do it for himself at all. You need to talk to him. And so I've, I've coached people to these, these moments where they know these are, these are my, these are my platforms to stand up on and add value. And that's how you can add value by sharing my information. That's awesome. Okay. So let me ask you this. What's the, uh, you know what? Okay. Two questions. I'm, I'm going to go with this one first. Cause you just mentioned, you've now mentioned two book, two different books. Um, what is the most impactful book that's had that you've had in your business so far that um, maybe you've given it out a lot or you just would say, there's no doubt, like this is the one that mm. I say, that I tell every other realtor they need to read. Man, Seller Be Sold is, is really, really good. It's a Grant Cardone book. Um, I'm a big Grant fan um, in a lot of ways. Um, jab, Jab, Right Hook, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. You know, if you're in the marketing space, like you're crazy if you are not consuming Gary's stuff. Um, Again, Chestnut Checkers is, is an outstanding book. My Mark Miller, you can read it in an afternoon. Um, man, I'd go on. If, if, you, if you're a reader or if you are listening to stuff, man, please send me a message. I will gladly shoot you the stuff I've read over the past 12 months. That's really added value into, to me personally and to my business. So well, That'd be awesome. So then before my next question, where can people find you? Like, uh, yeah. for you and um, I connected on Facebook, so I know you're there. Where else? Yeah. I'm on social, you know, in any space. Um, Pretty much, uh, I'm there, I'm active on it. You can email me, um, mark at markmcmanrealestate.com. My cell, I can give that out at 770-545-0402. And truly, like, honestly, I mean, I really do want to be a resource and, and help you any way I can, um, so. That's what I love about you, dude. I knew you were, I knew you were 100% genuine about that and you would take a phone call from, <laughs> from, a, from a, some strange that, realtor from across the country and help them out. Like, I love that about you. It's um, an abundant mindset, dude. Yeah, there's more, there's more than enough. And if I can help someone with it, right, then that's 100%. what I like. I like, I know you see that. Okay, so on to my next question. What is, yeah. and we're winding down, but I, I got to get this question in before, uh, before I ask my final question. So what's the perfect day look like for you? Like, do you have a routine where in the morning I wake up at X time and then I hit the ground and, and these, these seven things happen before lunch? What, what, what is that for you? Yep. Um, so if it's a school day, I, again, I got kids, I'm waking up and I'm making lunches. I am hanging with my son, Judah. We're talking about the day. We're getting our mindset right. Um, we are, him, he and I are having time together. We're enjoying being daddy's son and I am in his language, in his world, teaching him what it likes, what it looks like to go and be a McMinn, to, to go love people well and to go be someone who is adding value to wherever we're going and being our best. Um, and so, you know, whether it's 
talking about our homework or how we're gonna treat somebody in class or maybe something that didn't go great the day before. Like we're, we're going through all that and I'm making sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly and you know, doing the deal. Um, they get out and I have my daughter who's in preschool. So I got about like a 30 minute window and I will sit down. There's a guy named Donald Miller, um, another marketing guy, but he created something, I believe it's still out there for free on the internet if you Google it. It's called a productivity um, schedule is literally what it calls it. Um, and so just search Donald Miller um, uh, productivity schedule. And in that, he walks through a few things. First, what is my life theme? Like at the end of the day, what is all of this for? And then, and he walks through the science behind all of it. So you can do that on your own, go back and read it. Um, but basically he subscribes to their, you can really only attack three big things in your day. And so we write out those three things, the time we're ascribing to those. Then we have all of our smaller, like, man, I got to email this, I got to track this down, you know, all of kind of the mindless stuff to give you space. Then you have your meetings and then you have your larger goals you're chasing after. And so I will fill that out. I'll review from the previous days, make sure there's nothing that's carrying over, review all of that, have it all written out. I live my life electronically, but there's something powerful for me personally about having a space where I can write it all out. Um, it, it tends to stick more and have more value when I do that. Then daughter's going to preschool and man, I'm off and running. Um, whatever it is, whatever that calendar, whatever my calendar and whatever that productivity schedule says, I'm living by it, man. Uh, that is my gospel. That is my Bible for the day. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I think that's powerful to hear people's routines. I, I think there is a lot, not necessarily that secrets are all in routines because everyone's is going to be a little bit different, but, uh, you actually just did share quite a few things within that, that someone could take and pick up and run with. And so I thank you for sharing that. So my last question for you is this, and it's a question I ask everybody is, so someone comes to you, Mark, and they say, you know what, man, I, like, I just, I want to do better at life. And life could be, could be home, could be business, could be really anything. Okay. So what are your top three pieces of advice for just kicking more ass, like for mm -hmm. having a better life, doing more good and, uh, and just conquering the world? What are your top three pieces of advice? How do we go kick some more ass, man? Um, know what that means. The vast majority of people I meet have met who wrestle with that question. Shoot, I wrestle with that question. How do we go do more? Um, having a clear answer to that, massively important. What, is, what does that actually look like? So few people can even define that. Their, their front end answer is so ambiguous. So I want money. Well, why? Why do you want more money? Well, so I can have this. Well, why? You know, I mean, there should be 30 questions behind that. And so having a very, very clear, drilled down, owned, this is my why, you know, that Simon Sinek thing. Go back and watch that a quadrillion times if you don't have an answer to that. Um, but yeah, man, so, so why is my big question behind it? What is it? Why is it? And then, man, be willing to do the hard work. I can't tell you how many people, um, both in my previous occupation and this occupation, dude, I would love to be in your seat. I want to be in your position. Well, you weren't there when I was in Charleston, South Carolina planning a church, had nothing eating mustard sandwiches. You weren't there and you didn't want that then. But that is part of my story that led me to be here. Every, everybody wants the destination, no one wants the journey. And that would be a massive part of with that conversation of, dude, learn to love the journey. Like learn, learn to embrace the suck for a little bit. It's, it's good for you. It, it builds your character and, and it builds something that is larger than the moment. And how do we kick more ass, man? Um, Self-awareness, I'll go back to that. That is a theme of my life. Um, 
have a deep, deep sense, have a coach. And Tom Brady's got a coach. You need a coach. Like that is the flat out gospel truth. Everybody awesome has a coach. If you think you don't need one, you're the idiot. Go get a coach. Um, and so I mentioned strengths, man. If, if that's something you're interested in, I can connect you to the people who speak into my life um, and help them help you process through that. There, but there are plenty of tools to do it. But value that. Value, value, value. Because otherwise you're spinning your wheels. You're busy trying to be somebody else and that somebody else is already taken. There's one of you. Go be you. That's awesome. Dude, that was so powerful. Uh, Mark McMinn out of Atlanta, man. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. That was a ton of value. And I know someone who's listening to this today is like, um, they got a little glimmer of hope for, for the next 12 months in their real estate career. And they're going, you know what? I can go do that too. And I just want to honor you and thank you so much for being willing to share with us today so openly. Yeah. Like I said, agents, man, feel free. I know today we talked a lot of um, high level stuff, but if you want to get in the nitty gritty, please call me, contact me, get a hold of me. And I mean, I'm a resource for you. 1 million percent been there. I want to add value to you. So reach out. Awesome. All right, guys, we will catch you next time. Thanks so much. And uh, Mark, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. That's it for today's show. Do me a favor. If you enjoy this, go over to iTunes or wherever you're listening at, leave us a review, share this episode with your friends. And for more great content, check us out in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash next level agents. That's facebook.com forward slash groups, next level agents. See you soon.